offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. 
So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through. Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing service. God said he would send times of refreshing from his presence. So, Father, tonight we're here to receive of your refreshing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're here with an open heart, full of expectation. And, Lord, we give you thanks and praise that you are in our midst. You're ready to move and perform your word with signs following. And, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
worship him right here for a minute. We worship you, oh God. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you've made us to be, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you move on our behalf. You don't move on the enemy's behalf. You move on our behalf in every battle, in every situation, for everything that's needed, Father. You're right there with us because your word is in us. Your spirit is in us. Come on, church. And so, Father, we know that you are always with us because you never leave us or forsake us. How could we ever lose when you're always with us? Father, Just there to 
thank you for your voice that you're here with us and you speak to us. from the Holy One and you know all things and with that unction that word of inspiration will come up out of your spirit it'll speak to your situation it'll speak to your circumstance it'll speak to your enemy and you will win overall so release the word Say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe whatsoever you say, and you will have what you say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We receive that. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Aren't they amazing? Glory to God. Aren't you glad to be here on a Wednesday night? Hallelujah. I'd like to be where God is working and moving. Wherever God is, he's distributing something good. The Bible says all good and perfect gifts come down from above. From the Father of lights. In whom there's no variance, no shadow of turning. He doesn't change his mind. From the very moment you were born, God intended for good for you. And he's got good things for you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. We bless you and praise you. Hallelujah. Well, we want to dismiss our kids. Hallelujah. Kids, you're going to have your special class. Amen. Hallelujah.
Great. Praise God. We thank you for we thank our kids for being here and our teachers and volunteers for teaching them. Both are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And also, uh, in your giving tonight, I want to read something from Ecclesiastes chapter 11. It says, cast, uh, verse 1, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. The, hallelujah. It says, cast your bread on the surface of the waters. Be diligently active. Make thoughtful decisions. This is the Amplified. For you will find it after many days. Isn't that interesting? You can cast your bread upon the waters, but you'll find it after many days. Amen? And uh, then look at verse 6. It says, Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle with your hands in the evening, for you do not know whether the morning or the evening planting will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both alike will be good. How many want consistent harvest? Well, that comes from consistent sowing. Amen? So for you're here, amen, you know what? God's not concerned about the amount. He's just concerned about the investment, amen? I mean, he watched a woman put in two mites, which was the least amount that was put in. But you know what? She got the greatest harvest because in her situation, that was all she had. And uh, so if you have an opportunity to give, give because God will multiply it, amen. Glory to God. Well, you ready to get into this this evening? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. God is a good God. You know, I like when he drops things in my heart in the morning. That's what he did this morning. How many would like to enhance your faith to receive? You know, sometimes we're we're believing for things and we're wanting the manifestation. But God gave us some keys on how to receive from him. And we're going to learn about Joshua tonight a little bit. And I want you to turn into the book of Joshua, chapter 6. You know, and the Holy Ghost is interested in enhancing your faith, too. Did you know the Holy Ghost is the greatest faith teacher ever? Yeah, he's a teacher. He's a helper, right? He helps us to operate in the kingdom of God. How many are grateful for the Holy Ghost? Well, I'll tell you what, God knew what he was doing. When Jesus said, it's expedient that I go. Why? Because if I don't go, the Holy Ghost isn't going to come. But when I go, I'm going to send him to you. And not only will he be with you, but he'll be in you. You know, earlier I was talking about some pancakes. And, uh, you know, I, I like chocolate chip pancakes and blueberry pancakes. But I like the chocolate chips and the blueberries to be in the pancakes, not just on the pancakes. Right? Because I want every bite of the pancake to have something in it. Amen? And God put the Holy Ghost in us so that every bite that someone takes, they're getting the Holy Ghost. Amen? We ought to ooze out the Holy Ghost. We are vessels of honor. That ooze out the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You are a Holy Ghost vessel. Yeah. A fire vessel. Yeah. A water vessel. Yeah. A healing vessel. Yeah. A prosperous vessel. 
Everything is everything you need is on the inside of you. Glory to God. Joshua chapter 6. Starting with verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. They were afraid. They were fearful because they heard about what God did to the Jordan River. They heard about what God did to the Red Sea. They heard about what God did to the Egyptian army. All right? So they're shut up in their city. But God had already given the city to Joshua and to Israel. Okay? How many know when... Something looks impossible, but God gave it to you. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks. Because God gave it to you, it's yours. Because God said that I'm giving this to you, the possibility is already there. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this is a direct word from God. Notice what God said to him. See, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king and the mighty men of valor. So tonight I want to talk to you about I have see what the Lord has given you. Joshua had to see something in order to possess something. It's hard to possess something if you can't see it. But the Lord said, did, did he have Jericho at this moment? But God said, see, what do you need to see? See that I have given it to you. You've got to see what God has given you. Where do you see what God has given you? You go to what God said to see, to see what he's given you. Right? We're going op- to enhance our vision tonight. See, notice, I'm not going to give it. I have given it. You have got to see that what you're looking for is already here. Your healing is not scheduled for next Tuesday. Your healing is right now. You In this moment, you've got to see yourself healed. Why? God has given you healing. God sent the healer to you. He sent his word and healed you. When did he heal you? When he was on the cross. And you you realize healing actually took place before the cross. Do you realize Abraham prayed for Abimelech and got him healed? Way back in the Old Testament. So healing was already, already God's plan. God said, if you break it, I can fix it. Amen? If something's not working, I can make it work. God has no shortage of spare parts. Say, I need to see. You need to see. What do you need to see? You need to see what God's given you. 
You need to see yourself victorious. You need to see yourself prosper. You need to see money coming in. If, if God, the Bible says God daily loads you with benefits, you need to see a dump truck coming to your house every day. Beep, 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 and just dumping a load on you. God daily loads you with what benefits? Psalm 103, forget not his benefits. God's a benefit-giving God. Then, God gives Joshua instructions to possess what he sees. How many know, if you see it, that's not enough. You've got to follow the instruction to get it. Joshua saw it, but now God gives him the instruction to possess it. Did you know that God's miracles are often within an instruction? When Jesus healed people, did he tell them to do something? Pick up your mat and walk. Was that a suggestion? No. He was telling them to do something. Who was telling them? The Word was telling them. How many know we got to do what the Word says? Jesus is more than a man. He's the Word. He's the Word made flesh. Okay? So how are you going to get what you see? Seeing is not enough. You've got to be able to take some action to get it. All right? But, but God told Joshua, see, I have given into your hand Jericho, the king, and the mighty men. He's given him the city, the authority, and the power. See, I have the authority and the power to possess what God's given me. Is God a giver? What kind of things does he give? Good things. He's a giver of good things. Right? When you ask for wisdom, God says, I'll generously give you wisdom. I'll lavishly give you wisdom. Right? God never gives a little. God always gives a lot. He's able to do abundantly above all that you could ask or think. All right? How are we going to possess what we see? And you shall compass the city. All you men of war, and go round about the city once, thus you shall do for six days. How many know, just because you see something, it might take some patience to get it. What do you do in the mean, from seeing it to possessing it? You walk it out. Everybody say, walk it out. How do you walk? You walk by faith, Right? You walk circumspectly. You walk in wisdom. You walk in the light, right? You walk. One step at a time. I see it, but I'm walking it out. And every time I'm walking it out, I'm thanking God that it's mine. I'm thanking God that he's given it to me. I'm thanking God for what he's done. This is how I'm walking. When they walked around the city, they were looking at the object that was already theirs. They were thinking, where's my spot going to be? Where am I going to live? Where's my stuff going to be? I'm walking around. See, they're walking, but their eyes are on the object, but their hearts are on God. See, because God had to form a vision on the inside of them. See, it's got to be real inside of you. 
before you can have it outside of you. Right? Faith requires no natural proof. You don't need natural evidence. I just learned this. Well, I had a revelation. Somewhere in my mindset, I don't know how it got in there, but it was in there, that I thought, for me to have something nice or luxurious, it had to be a need. I couldn't just want something nice. It had to be a need. But you know what? You can have something nice and it doesn't have to be a need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Your shepherd is so good. He provides you with the best. Amen? I mean, when you read about Solomon, the queen of Sheba. Now, how many know queens live pretty good? Queens have a lot of money. Right? But she looked at how, how Solomon's servants were dressed and she fainted. Because of how his table was set and his servants were dressed. So, you know what? we got to increase our wants. Thank God that I'm learning how to want. Wanting is not a bad thing. God doesn't have to give you something just to meet a need. He'll also give you the desires of your heart. I mean, do you think a a person who paves his streets with gold is going to mind you having some gold? He's going to mind you having some pavement. (laughs) Right? A guy who has a gate of a pearl, you think he's going to mind you having some nice stones? Some rubies, some emeralds, some diamonds? Right? It's okay. All right, that's a whole other subject. So they had to walk around the city six days once, right? Okay. These were the men of war. And then seven priests. So only the men of war and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day, right? Completion and perfection. Healing and forgiveness. Everything, you know, seven is the number of completion and perfection. Right? But on the seventh day, you've got to go around the city seven times. Right? In six days, they only had to do it once. But on the seventh day, they had to do it seven times. And on the seventh time, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, I'm telling you, there's a sound going forth from heaven. There's a sound. And all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Okay? So, in order to get what you see, you've got to follow the instruction that God gives. If, if you don't follow his instruction, you're not going to get what you see. Okay? Now, this was not the first time that Joshua heard these words. Okay? 
in Joshua 1-2. God told Joshua, he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, that's, that's good news. Moses, my servant is dead, and I'll get going. Sometimes we dwell on the past too much. Especially if we come out of religion. And then the Holy Ghost moves, and you're like, whoa. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, uh, arise, cross over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land which I'm giving you. I want you to notice, Joshua heard, every time he heard the, the land I'm giving you, he's, his faith is building to possess the land. Okay? How many know that if you don't see something right away, you've got to go back to the Word and hear it again? Hear it again until you see it. Until that picture is formed on the inside of you. You hear the word enough until that picture of what it says is formed on the inside of you. All right? So, uh, Joshua 1-2. Joshua 1-6. God told Joshua, he said, be strong and confident, courageous, for you will give the people, this people as an inheritance, the land. All right? Once again, God is reiterating his message about possessing the land. Faith comes by what? Hearing what? So Joshua had to hear God's word in order to gain strength to possess. Okay? All right? Joshua 1.11. Joshua commanded the people, he said, go throughout the camp and command the people, saying, prepare yourselves, for within three days you are to cross over this Jordan to go in and take possession of which the Lord of which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. How many know, just because God gives you something doesn't mean that it's automatic. When God promises you something, you still have to possess it. God will give it to you, but you have to possess it. Right? You have to take possession and ownership of it. All right? I want you to say this. Say, I'm possessing my land. Say, I'm possessing my land. I'm possessing my land. What's your land? It's whatever God's given you. God's given you joy. God's given you health. God's given you strength. God's given you peace. God's given you a way out. God's given you life. God's given you hope. God, what is, everything that God's given you is your land. Everything that God gives you is your land. All the promises of God are yes and amen. That's our land. The Word of God is our land. The kingdom of God is our land. Everything that's in the kingdom is ours. Beloved, Luke 12, he said, Beloved, it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the keys of the kingdom. He's already given us keys. You've already have an, everyone, every believer in the name of you has an open door to go to heaven's store. You, there's an open door to he, go to heaven's store and to get what you need. Yes. And your currency is faith. Whatever you can believe, you can have. Believe it, receive it. Amen. Joshua even told the Reubenites and uh, Manasseh and Gad, he said, you need to go help your brothers inherit the land, then you can take your land. Sometimes you've got to help someone else to possess, to possess the promise so that you can get your promise. Sometimes in helping someone else, God will make sure that you get taken care of too, but sometimes you've got to help someone else first. 
Right? Hallelujah. And what did Joshua do? In Joshua 2, he commissioned some spies to go spy out the land. You know what? You need to go investigate what God's given you. That's what they were doing. God gave them the land, so Joshua went and investigated the land. What has God given you? Go investigate it. God has thoroughly described everything he's given to us in his word. Okay? Go look for God's word for yourself. Right? Get a picture of what's yours. That's what they did. For 40 days, two spies were, or not for 40 days, but Joshua sent some spies out to investigate Jericho. To investigate what was already his. Sometimes you need to investigate what's yours. Right? If someone gives you a car, you want to go see what kind of car it is. You want to go sit in it. You want to go hear how it sounds. You're investigating it, right? To in, this is to envision, to imagine, to visualize, to think, to realize, to picture yourself as it is said. You've got to picture yourself with what God said. You've got to picture yourself prosperous. What, what, do you, what kind of picture do you think David had when he faced Goliath? He had a picture of a dead giant before he even started. When did he get that picture? When the Philistines started talking. He, what did he say? This uncircumcised Philistine is talking about my God. In, in David's mind, he was already dead. And David knew that he was going to kill him. the land. Do you realize when when Jesus met the woman at the well in Samaria, you know, she got ministered to and she went and told half the town, half the town came out, right? They invited Jesus back and they said, now that we've heard him for ourselves, you know, it's not just based on what, what the woman says, but it, we heard him for ourselves. You know, sometimes it's good to hear what God did for someone else, but it's better to encounter him for yourself. I mean, it's great to hear what God did through someone else, but like I said, it's a whole lot better when you experience it. And that's basically what they were saying. Now that we've heard him for ourselves, and many more believed. And they invited Jesus to be there for two days. Jesus had a two-day meeting that just sprang up. Do you know when you investigate, see, God wants to see what he's given you, and then he'll instruct you how to possess it, excuse me. Investigating what God said strengthens your faith to possess it. What did God tell Joshua to do? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate in it. Day and night. See, meditation is going over what he said. It's pondering what he said. It's thinking about what he said. It's saying what he said. That's how Joshua made himself prosperous and had good success. See, meditation is investigating what God said. Do you know how Sarah got strong to, to, to have a baby at 90? 
Hebrews tells us, Hebrews 11, it says she considered the faithfulness of God. What did she, what did she, she began to realize how God was faithful there. How God was faithful in Egypt. How God was faithful in, her, in, in Canaan. How God was faithful when they left. And, and as she considered God faithful, guess what? She received strength to conceive. So she went over and over what God said about her and about their situation, and that gave her the strength to conceive. Amen? Hallelujah. And then again in Joshua chapter 5, verse 6. God, he was telling them why people had to die because they disobeyed God. He said, God would not let them see the land which he had promised to their fathers to give us. How many times did God tell Joshua about the land that he gave him? A lot. Right? And uh, that gave him faith to receive it. Now he was in a position, after hearing it, all that, now he was in a position to see it. You know, it's the same thing that God told Abraham. Remember when Abraham, in in Genesis 13, there was strife between Lot and Abraham. Who was the oldest? Abraham. Who was the youngest? Lot. Abraham was his uncle. Lot was his nephew. Right? First of all, was Abraham supposed to take anybody else with him other than Sarah? No. See, sometimes we need to listen to God to avoid further problems. You know, because then when the problem occurs, I still listen to God. Right? So there was strife between Abraham's herdmen's, her, Abraham's herd, herdmen's, herdmen. Yeah. You know, those people that take care of sheep. I heard of them. So, to avoid, how many know you got to avoid strife? Not avoid it, but stop it. How do you stop strife? You walk in love. You know, if you want to get in an argument, when one stops arguing, it's hard to carry on an argument. Right? So, Abraham stopped the argument. He stopped the strife. And he said, okay, Lot, wherever you go, I'll go the opposite direction. He could have told Lot where to go. He was the uncle. Lot was just getting Abraham's blessing. And so Lot, the Bible says Lot looked and he saw what looked to be good. He was only looking with a natural vision. He couldn't see beyond. He could not see the invisible. Okay? And as Abraham was walking away, God said, Look to the north, the south, the east. Now, the Bible says, it says, see, it's a different look than what, what Lot had. Right? Abraham, God told Abraham to look to know. He said, wherever you can see the north, the south, the east, the west, is that I'm going to give you. And then he also told Abraham, you've got to walk it out. And look at your neighbor and say, walk it out. You've got to walk it out. What kind of walk does a believer do? Do we walk by sight? What do we walk by? Faith. 
How do we walk by faith? We walk by what God said. See, when you're walking, you're walking in agreement with what God said. You're walking in unison with God. You're walking in harmony with God. Okay? All right? Go to Joshua chapter 6, verse 16. It's time that we possess some things. But in order to possess it, we got to see it. And once we see it, we got to do the instruction that we're told to do. Amen? And how many know that it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a long process? Right? The woman with the issue of blood, she heard, she made her way to Jesus, she touched him, she was healed. The, the only process was her getting to Jesus. Right? Because she, got, she, she received it quickly. Say, I'm a quick receiver. Say, I pick up things quick. Hallelujah. When God speaks, you're, you're a ready listener. Right? You're, you, you are already wearing the shoes of readiness. You're ready to obey. You're ready to carry it out. You're ready to do what he tells you to do. Amen? Sometimes people aren't ready to do it. That's why they don't possess it. And then they blame God for them not getting it. Let me just say this. How many know the story of Naaman? Naaman was a Syrian general who had leprosy. And he heard from one of his servant girls who was a Hebrew. She said, there's a prophet in Israel who... Can he, you know, he's been known to do some things. So Naaman went to him, right? And the prophet didn't even go out and say hi. And uh, so Naaman was offended. And the prophet's servant said, go wash in the Jordan seven times. Well, Naaman didn't want to wash in the Jordan, did he? He almost not, he almost didn't get his miracle. Because of his stubborn I'm going to say it, pig-headed flesh. <laughs> Stubborn, pig-headed flesh. But then they told him, they said, well, if he told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you do it? Well, of course. Well, why don't you just go ahead and do it? Okay. Seven times he had to wash. He had to get in the water, out of the water, in the water, out of the water, seven times. He's soaking wet. I don't think he brought a swimming suit. He wasn't prepared to go in the water, right? So he had to go in there with his kingly robes on. You know, that probably even made it worse. But what, what happened on the seventh time? Leprosy gone, brand new skin. Where was the miracle? It was in the instruction. See, God, God said, yeah, you'll be healed, but you just got to do this. See, God wants us to participate with him. Did you know that it's not all up to God? Did, did God make you get saved? Did he put a gun to your head? I remember one time we used to do this skit when, we, when I was in college, and we would go to different churches. And we had this, you know, those big white coffee table Bibles that are like this big, right? This, the, the huge white ones. Well, we strapped a, a, a toy gun to the back. 
and we, we were illustrating how not to witness to someone. You know, we're holding the gun up. Do you want to get saved? Yes, I'll get saved. I'll get saved. <laughs> All right, jo- Joshua 6, verse 16. I want you to notice when they shouted, they said what God said. Notice this. On the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. They, had, they shouted, and they said what God had already said. Amen? How many know, when you get excited about what God said, and you say what God said, you get what God said? We've got to get excited about what God said, and we've got to say what God said, then we'll have what God said. When you have a sickness and you discover that God says you're healed, stop talking sickness. You have got to fight every negative word about that symptom, about those symptoms. You've got to make every word out of your mouth in agreement with God. You've got to say, I'm healed, even when your body disagrees. Even when you feel a pain, you've got to say, I am healed. Brother Hagen. When he was healed, he, was, he spent 18 months in bed. 18 months! He couldn't, he would, it would take him a day to turn the page of a Bible. Then he got healed based on Mark 11:24, And he's laying in bed, and the Spirit of God said to him, sick people don't lay in bed. I mean, healed people don't lay in bed. Right? So you know what he did? He, he had to literally lift his legs over the bed and stood up and strength came to his legs and he went down for breakfast for the first time in 18 months. See, if you really believe that you are, then you need to act like you are. Amen? This is what Joshua did. He carried out the instruction of God. And the city fell, and Jericho was theirs, but it was already his. Him just carrying out the instruction was the icing on the cake. Amen? God wants us to possess some things. He wants us to see some things. You know, there was, in Second Kings 6, God was giving the secrets of the Syrians to Elisha. And the Syrians wanted to attack Israel. But God would speak to Elisha, and he would tell them where they were going to be. And Elisha would tell the king, and the king would send scouts out to investigate, and sure enough, that's where the Syrians were. And the Syrian king was mad. He was like, who's telling my secrets? Who's against me? And they said, there's a prophet in Israel. Who tells you what's going on in your bed? And the king said, we're going to get him. Right? So they, he sent an army against the prophet. He said, where is he? He's in Dathan. Oh, they sent the army to Dathan. You know, and one day, and then there was a day when Elisha's servant, he wakes up, he gets his coffee, he's out checking the sunset, and he looks around and he sees the city surrounded. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> and he goes to his... Elisha, and he says, what are we going to do? And Elisha was just like, chill out, man. 
And the servant is like, why are you so chill? Because Elisha knew who was around him. And so Elisha prayed. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Because there was something that he couldn't see. And because he couldn't see it, he didn't know it. And if he didn't know it, he couldn't benefit from it. So his eyes needed to be open to see the invisible. And And Elisha prayed. His eyes were open and he saw fiery chariots over all the mountain around Elisha. Because Elisha said, they that are with me are more than with them. See, Elisha had some divine insights. That when, when the enemy puffed himself up like a blowfish, you know, that's all the enemy can do. He can only make himself look bigger, but he's, not, he's a big marshmallow. You can pop him with the name of Jesus. And he just blows up like, you know what happens when you let, when you blow up a balloon and you let the air out, right? That's what happens to the enemy when you say the name of Jesus. He pops up like a balloon. He makes himself bigger than what he is, but you can pop him with Jesus. You can deflate the devil with Jesus. Hallelujah. And so he's like, the, the servant did not know that the angels in the chariots were there. He had no clue. Why? He needed his eyes to be opened. He needed to see. So you've got to see what God's given you. Right? Ephesians 1. There's a prayer. And it says that your eyes of understanding may be enlightened, may be open to light, so that you know what's yours. How many know tonight is an eye-opening moment? We're going to have our eyes opened, and we're going to see the invisible, amen? We're going we're gonna to do the impossible, amen? Hallelujah. We're going to become the unstoppable, amen? amen. Why? Because our eyes are going to be open. We're going to see. We're going to see what God has given us. We're going to see it. And do you realize, Elisha made the whole entire Syrian army blind. He actually prayed, God blind their eyes, and God answered his prayer. How would you like to pray that for your enemy? The entire army was made blind, and he led them to to the kingdom of Judah. He led them to Israel. And the king of Israel is like, should I kill him? And Elisha says, no, feed him. And then he prayed that their eyes be opened, right? And the Bible says that Syrian never invaded Israel again. If you were made blind for that period, you wouldn't do anything either. (laughs) Same thing in the New Testament, Acts 13, Paul encountered a sorcerer named Elamis, right? And he was opposing the preaching of the gospel. And Paul said, you're going to be blind for a season. And a dark mist came on him, and Elamis was made blind, and he had to be led around by the hand. See, when you, when you mess with God's stuff, you're going, to be, you're going to deal with God's power. So, Old Testament, New Testament, same thing happened. <laughs> Isn't it funny how God, opened, God opens our eyes, but he makes the enemy's eyes blind? What did Jesus say of the Pharisees, the religious leaders? You're the blind leading the blind. 
you got to be careful if you're following a blind leader. Because he's not going to know where the ditch is. He's not going to know where the trap is. He's not going to see the angels around you. He's not going to see the promises. You know, religion blinds you to God's promises. That's why we need an eye-opening experience. Amen? Say, my eyes are being opened. And I'm seeing what God has for me. What God has for me is a reality. It's more real right now. I'm the healed. I'm the strong. I'm at peace. I'm full of the joy of the Lord. I'm walking in God's light. Hallelujah. you got to see yourself as these things. See what I've given you. See it, what I've given you. And if you can't see it, I'll open your eyes to see it. I'll help you see it. God will do everything that he can to get you to see it. Because he wants that picture formed on the inside of you. He does not want you without. He wants you with. But we got to see it. We've got to have a vision. Without a vision, people perish. Without the ability to see. An artist, before they make a painting, they see it before they paint it. And they're painting what they see. Amen? A sculptor, he sees something hidden in the marble that no one else can see. And he's got the skill to chip away at it to bring what's on the inside out because he saw something different. Amen? I see a treasure chest for every believer. I see a treasure chest full of good things that God has given to every believer. And it's open to you. It's full of treasure. It's actually over. You know, when you open it, it's flowing out. Why? Because God gave me an inheritance. That's what I see for every believer. Your healing's in that treasure chest. The way made known is in that treasure. Your purpose is in that treasure chest. Your help is in that treasure chest. Your overcoming ability is in that treasure chest. Everything that you need is in that treasure chest. And when, when someone gets a hold of their treasure, and they, they look, they open the box, and they look what I got, look what I got. I get so excited when someone gets a hold of their treasure. That's what excites me. When someone gets a hold of the promise of God, and they make it theirs, that's what excites me. Amen? Why? Because that's part of my purpose, to help you find it. I'm just pointing to the treasure map on where to locate it. Amen? To me, the Bible is a treasure map. And it's got so many hidden things. But But the map shows us where it's hidden so that we can dig it up and take possession of it. Hallelujah! You are heirs of Jesus Christ. You are joint heirs with him. What he gets, you get. What he won, you win. What he overcame, you overcome. Hallelujah. Long gone 
are the days of God's people doing without. No more. If you need healing right now, I want you to stand to your feet. If you need help, I want you to stand to your feet. Whatever you need. If you have a need in your life, I want you to stand to your feet. Amen? And I'm going to pray that your eyes be opened. And you're going to see something. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, you see these people standing, Lord. They have a need. They need something in their life. They need something in their body, Father. They want it. They desire it. And Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that their eyes be opened so that they can see in the name of so that they can see what you've given them. So that they can see what you provided for them. So that they can see what you have done for them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now, Father, for opening their eyes to see so that they can possess it in the name of Jesus. For those of you that need healing, I want you to come up here right now in the name of Jesus. Come up here right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to know that there is not a sickness or disease or problem in the body that God can't touch, that God can't heal. He's already done it. Amen? He has already done it. You have come to the healing buffet tonight. And on this buffet, there is health for your bones. There is life forevermore. Hallelujah. There is strength in the name of Jesus. You're about to get a chiropractic adjustment. You're about to get an inoculation of the power of God in the name of Jesus. Are you ready to receive? Say it with some conviction. Are you ready to receive? Say, I'm up here. And I'm receiving what's mine in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, release the power of the Holy Ghost. Heal them in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for a total divine restoration. Oh, hallelujah. A divine upgrade right now in the name of Jesus. I call you are the healed. You are the whole. Your healing has been paid for. It's the You've got the blessed assurance. You're on the blessed assurance plan in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, Father, that he is covered by the blood. And, Lord, if you can create a clean heart, you can create a clean organ right now. Do a creative miracle in his body in the name of Jesus. I, I bind diabetes. I command it to stop and desist in its maneuvers against you. I come against it with the blood of the Lamb and, and the word of His testimony, Lord. The testimony that you are healed in the name of Jesus. And I stop its destructive work. And Lord, I thank you that just as Naaman got new skin, Lord, you get new organs, you get new functions, new, everything made new in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you right now for the healing power in the name of Jesus. Lord, you were anointed 
and you went about doing good and healing. You're healing her. You've healed her in the name of Jesus. You've touched her. You've lifted her up. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you strengthened the weak part. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You've been trying to figure out how this is going to work. How you're going to get this or that or the other? You don't need to figure it out anymore. All you got to do is trust. All you got to do is believe, and all you got to do is rest. You're going to enter into the rest of the Lord. In other words, He's given you a toilless victory, a toilless victory, and He's given you double for your trouble. The enemy tried to take you out, but He threw everything at you, and He was not successful because you're still here. Ha ha ha! The devil is defeated, and you are here. You are whole. You are healed. You are whole. You are healed. You are whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now for the healing that's in the name of Jesus. You are the life giver. I thank you, Lord, that you've given her life and you've healed her and strengthened her in the name of Jesus. Right now, thank you, Lord, for the touch and the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What the devil meant for evil, God's bringing good. God reverses the things that were done in the name of Jesus. He makes things brand new. Hallelujah. The old is past and all things are becoming new. New bones, new joints, oh, new vigor, new vitality. Hallelujah. I declare that you are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed. You have been made whole. You have been touched by the power of God. In the, you've been kissed by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just as the man with the withered hand, and Jesus said, stretch forth your hand, and his hand was made whole. You can stretch to the sky, because you've been made whole in the name of Jesus. You can stretch, you can bend, you can jump, you can run, you can walk. Hallelujah. Jesus took your pain, and he bore your sickness, and by his stripes, you are, you are healed. You were healed, therefore you is healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for touching her in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I... Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace to this stomach, to this digestive tract, to the intestines, and everything that goes with it, Lord. I say, peace be still in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, for touching him with your healing power right now in the name of Jesus. Healing is... Healing is the children's bread. God is sharing his bread with you. You are healed and you are made whole in the name of Jesus. The peace of God means nothing missing, nothing broken, whole and everything in its right place. There will be no more discomfort in the name of Jesus. If there was any restriction of what you could eat, I break that in the name of Jesus right now. And I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Someone say praise the Lord.
I'm seeing things. Amen. My eyes are open. I can see what I couldn't see before. Hallelujah. It's been made known to me. It's been revealed to me. You have an unveiled face right now. You have an unveiled face. And you're seeing the glory of God and the goodness of God and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You see yourself on the top. You see yourself overcoming. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see what he has given me. I see what he has given me. And now that you see it, you can take hold of it. Hallelujah. The hand of faith reaches up and brings it to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost, he's an eye-opener. He's an eye-opener. He'll awake you out of spiritual slumber. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm seeing a full church. I'm seeing a packed building. I'm seeing people coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I'm seeing the lost coming in to get saved. I'm seeing babies being fed milk in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing people growing up in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm seeing a star in Palmyra coming in the name of Jesus. I'm hearing a wind blow. Hallelujah. The prophet's servant said, I see a cloud like the size of a man's hand. Seven times. He didn't see anything, but on the seventh time, he saw a cloud forming. There's a cloud forming. Hallelujah. And it's gaining momentum. It's gaining strength. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I see broken homes coming together. I see the devil being kicked out of homes. I see abusers being exposed in the name of Jesus. I see drugs being delivered from the spirit of pharmacia. I see the lion, the python spirits being cut in half with the sword of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you see it? Can you see it? Start to praise God with what you see. Praise God with what you see. I see bones in the right place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can have what you see. You can have what you see. See what God's given you. See what he's given you. Hallelujah. I see mountains being put into the sea. I see treasure chests being opened. Hallelujah. Pirates can't steal it from you. I see believers going to claims offices and staking their claim. Saying, this is mine. This belongs to me. Devil, you can't take it from me. God's given it to me. And I'm not letting it go. Hallelujah. I see him walking into victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Someone say praise the Lord. Can you see it? Can you see what God's given you? Can you see what God's done? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now, we just got to keep our eyes on Jesus. It says, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? All right, that's all I got. Did this help you tonight? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes tonight. We bless your holy name and give you all the glory and praise. Have a great and wonderful night. God bless you.